Hi, it's Nick. And as you're about to hear, this week's show is a special episode of Where There's Smoke. By the end of it, we hope that you have a new understanding of the show, how we make it. And we also hope that you have a better understanding about your own creative process, your own collaborative processes. So before we get started with the show, just a quick reminder that we have one more week in our iTunes review drive. We need your help to boost our visibility, attract more listeners, and grow our community. So I'm going to go through this really quickly, but we've got three prizes. One, you get a free month of consulting coaching with Brett. That's pretty cool. Two, um, I'm, I'll help you make something. Uh, you'll get an hour of my time to, to make something cool with audio, whatever. And three, you'll get a 30-second slot on where there's smoke itself. So you get to advertise or say anything you want to whoever you want, as long as it's positive, cool, and within the spirit of the show. So it's a random drawing. All you have to do is write a review on iTunes. Then before you publish it, take a screenshot. Then email it to connect at where there's smoke.co or tweet it to at Brett Guida or at Podcast Monster, or you can do all of them. And then you're entered. That's it. You could win. So this is our last week. And we just want to thank you so much for your support of the show. Uh, our community is growing and we love it. And uh, we just hope that today's episode, uh, I hope, we just hope you enjoy it. So thanks. Okay, dude. So I'm biting my tongue. Well, I'm not actually biting my tongue to not be super frustrated right now because... <laughs> I really wish this interview was done before. I get that, you know, obviously I had the delays I had and I kept you in the loop. Um, but fuck, man. Ugh, that damn madman marathon, buddy. So that's me at 2.07 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, May 18th, about nine hours before our episode on values was scheduled to upload. And clearly, we are not where I want to be. But that is neither the beginning of the story nor the end. So let's backtrack. This episode started a few weeks ago when Nick and I set out to do an episode on process. Now, let me acknowledge right here to my Canadian roots and the rest of the world that this episode will contain the American pronunciation of process, which I have loathed for years and yet somehow fallen into. So with apologies to process, we charge forward. Specifically, we wanted to spend a little time examining the process of making an episode of Where There's Smoke, for better or for worse, and reflect on the importance of process in being creative, particularly in a collaborative environment. We set up a chat with Shalene Johnson in the hopes that she could essentially fix us, <laughs> a tall order for anybody. The original idea was that we would basically have a coaching session with Shalene, where she would help us to refine some of our production calendar, and then we would intertwine that audio into the first act of our episode our process episode, but it didn't quite yeah. work out that way. You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans, right? <laughs> After a two-hour conversation with Shalene, Nick and I were at a loss for how to proceed. We knew that we still wanted to talk about process, but we also knew that the first step to process is understanding your values. We spent about 24 hours trying to figure out a way to make an episode about values that included a peek behind the curtains. But then on Wednesday afternoon during a chat with Nick, we stumbled onto a solution. A little bit of what I'm feeling with this is that we're not actually documenting us making an episode. We're documenting us making an episode and we're trying to make the episode about making an episode, which you can't really do. It can't just be an episode about making an episode. It has to be, we oh. have, to, we'd have to be making an actual episode. Oh my God, like that actually like... I actually love that idea because um, that's a very good point. Let's make the values episode. But then next week, let's do the process episode. So we make the values episode this week. We're like, recording all this stuff. Yes. And then we basically, 
And then we, next week, we show them how we made this episode. Yes, and talk about process. I think that's awesome. Like, I'm really excited. Experts who study creativity talk about breakthrough moments. You first identify a problem, you brainstorm a bunch of solutions, you think about what you have, and then BAM! A breakthrough. It's simply a part of the process. So this week, for our 20th episode, we've sifted through hours of Voxer messages and Skype chats, along with countless text messages and emails, to unpack the making of one episode of Where There's Smoke. Now, yes, this could sound like an exercise in collective narcissism on our part, but our main goal is to show where our process succeeds and fails, and to highlight key steps that almost every collaborative endeavor shares. Ultimately, our goal is to find places to improve ourselves and to encourage you, our listeners, to think critically about your own creative processes. Welcome to Where There's Smoke, the show where we explore self-development through the lens of current events, sports, and pop culture. On this week's show, we are sharing with you the process we went through to create last week's show. Inside that process, we are talking about some of the key stages in the creative process. My name is Brett Gaida, and I am your host. Creative process, huh? Well, I stand there, and at the end of the week, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at this mountain, you know, and I just don't know how I'm gonna climb it. it. It seems unreal to me, and that mountain is a blank page, you know, open, open on my computer, and I think about last week's script, and I'm just like, where did that come from? How did we write that? Did I do that? And I just don't know how I'm going to do it again. That is an excerpt from a voice memo I recorded in the process of figuring out this show, a process that happens every week, though it always looks a little different. For the most part, each episode of Where There's Smoke is produced in about six days. A new episode gets pushed out into the world in the early hours of Tuesday morning, and often we've been putting the final touches on it dangerously close to when it goes live. So we're so physically and mentally exhausted on Tuesday itself that we rarely start on the next episode. That means from Wednesday through Monday, we're getting our act together and creating a show from conception to something near acceptable before 2 a.m. Pacific time Tuesday. And it is very much like climbing a mountain every week. First step. At some point on Wednesday, Nick and I have a pre-production meeting to discuss the next show. We not only talk about the episode's topic, but we try to understand our angle on it and the potential outcomes for each episode. What are we trying to say? What do we want people to take away? You heard a lot of this process in our episode on beginnings. But how you start is now going to really like dictate everything as well. It's almost like uh, the butterfly effect. The creative process can be broken down into steps, and there are various frameworks for this, from Graham Wallace's The Art of Thought and James Webb Young's A Technique for Producing Ideas, to Arthur Kostler's The Act of Creation, and filmmaker Tiffany Schlein's recent 10 stages of the creative process. Regardless of which framework you use, an early step in the process is the idea, the hunch. Oftentimes, that idea comes as a solution to a problem. Last week, the problem was, our interview with Shalene turned out different than we expected. Great, but different. So we had to ask ourselves, how do we marry this idea of values with this structural idea we had to create a mini-documentary? 
Our solution? Let's make a process documentary about our values episode. Brilliant! Brilliant! We only stumbled upon that solution because we took the time to brainstorm together, a critical step in any collaborative process. Now, I know we've all heard it before. There's no bad ideas. But we've also all been in situations where someone will shout out an idea and the room will groan or say, yeah, but... The problem with rejecting any idea in this stage is that you never quite know when one idea, which may seem insane or implausible at the start, becomes the perfect piece of the puzzle when it's all said and done. While Nick and I have a lot to learn and refine, I do think we excel at this aspect of our work together. And I give a lot of that credit to Nick. From day one, I never felt judgment during this part of the process. I always felt safe to express any creative idea, angle, or concept. And this is really huge. Because the creative process is a vulnerable one. And the more vulnerable you can be, the more likely you are to create something special. So going back to our values episode, at this point in the process, though we were clearly in a different place topic-wise than expected. Hmm, I knew I should have taken that left point of Albuquerque. It was only Wednesday afternoon, and we were right on schedule. Anyway, so the good news is I feel like I have all the content. Um, that doesn't mean I have all the clips and kind of the whole vibe, but I've got some good, a good start. I kind of start with people at this place of just what do you believe in, but I also think people are attracted to your values. I think it makes up really the culture of who you are. Um, and so that, that's kind of probably the two main points I'll make. The biggest one being, you know, we're constantly at crossroads. We're constantly having to make decisions. And I really believe that, you know, knowing your values makes that easier. The next step in the process is to take these ideas, angles, and intentions and turn them into a script. When we first started Where There's Smoke, this was all me. I got the first draft down, and then Nick would contribute in the modification process. However, that started to change after the first 10 episodes or so. I started pulling Nick in earlier when I was stuck, and now we have episodes that were first drafted by Nick, like our taste episode, others by me, and episodes that we've actually first drafted together, like this one you're listening to right now. For my part, this is the toughest stage of the process. Others have called it the preparation, the perspiration, the build. I often call it wrestling the bear. Tomorrow, after the game, I, Jackie Moon, will wrestle a bear. At times, I feel overwhelmed, overmatched, exhausted, trying to take this beast of an idea and craft it into something meaningful, powerful, at times, just sensical. And this is where I usually find myself staring at a blank screen or a blank sheet of paper and thinking, how the heck did we do this last week? How am I going to climb this mountain again? Mountains. Nothing but mountains. We've had it. Then I remember something my buddy Mikey told me when I climbed my first mountain, King's Peak on Vancouver Island. Cliché but true which is that you climb a mountain one step at a time. And I know the only thing I can do is take a step. And so I began. This part of the process involves research and writing, and I usually do both at once. Either with voice memos, a keyboard, or a pen, I start to riff some thoughts, and then I have an idea. I wonder if that idea has been said by someone else, done by someone else. Can I validate it? Can I prove it? Can I find a few other people who have said it? If I can, awesome. That will let me reference them for validation. If I can't, then I phrase it as a thought, a concept, a question. 
We gather all this information. We write, write, write. And this process can go on for days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday some weeks. And inevitably, I hit a point where it just feels like everything I've done is terrible. And for a millisecond, sometimes two, I just want to throw in the towel. Forget it, I quit. I can't do this anymore, man. My head's about to explode. My whole life sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. My dad just died. We just killed ben. And this is usually the first time that I walk away from it. Ah, uh, okay. This script is going to be the bane of my existence. For this particular episode on values, I hit this point Thursday night. Um, all right, so I've got uh, a bunch of thoughts down. Thought I had it, kind of lost it, it slipped away. It's kind of the way it goes. It's kind of like, uh, so what I'm looking for, it's like uh, herding cats. Anyways, uh, I'm going to crash out and hope that in the morning, this potpourri of ideas, concepts, words, somehow <laughs> come together like a scene in The Beautiful Mind, and that suddenly makes sense, so... Um, it's here. It's here. I just haven't had the moment yet. Though it's been given different names, every artist I have ever heard speak about the creative process talks about the importance of this step. Walking away, letting it marinate, getting some distance from it. Sometimes you have to lose yourself before you can find anything. <laughs> the power of breathing room is that it lets your subconscious go to work. After a long day of working and thinking, we are simply too close to the product to see the whole picture, and our objectivity is usually shot. The distance we create by stepping away allows us to come back at it with fresh eyes and new insights. And often, at least for me, while no direct effort has been exerted on the problem, so much of it seems to be solved. Case in point, Friday morning, just one night's sleep later. Okay, so um, as we've talked about before, just the the power of kind of uh, sleeping on a, on a script. I think it's that thing. It's like I always tell people to create you create to to your to do list the night before because then your subconscious mind can work on it overnight. And I really feel like that's what I do, kind of consciously and subconsciously. Like as I was going to bed last night, I was kind of just breathing and meditating and thinking about the, sh the show. And then I'm pretty sure that throughout the night, my subconscious mind is just kind of writing and crafting, so. And with this new resolve, clarity, and confidence, I continue to write, feeling it coming together, being pulled to the light at the end of the tunnel. The wrestle with the bear now feels more like a dance. The top of the mountain is surely nigh. And then Friday, around 11.40 a.m. Eastern time. Woohoo! First draft of the script is done! Um, all right, dude. So, um, yeah, feeling pretty good about it. Um... I would love you to take a look at it as soon as you... The celebration doesn't last long, because now I hand it off to Nick to read. And not so fast, dog. And just like most sales start with the first no, a finished where there's smoke script starts with the first draft. This is not where it ends. Now let me first off state that this part of the process is what makes the script. And the notes Nick offers, no matter how small or how big, always help us to take the script and the show to a better place. But that doesn't mean that in the moment, I always have to like it. So we're in that place, you know, all you listening out there, if we're doing a show on process, <laughs> this is the place where yeah. Nick says, I have an idea. 
And what I have an idea really means is Brett has to go back and basically write, rewrite two well, okay. of the God. But to be fair, but I mean, this is not a question. Just say, to be fair, that it always ends up there. And so just like we do every week, now is the time to get it done. At this point, it is Saturday morning. My initial goal was to record this episode on Friday or Saturday morning as I had a family reunion that weekend and I just wanted to have the weekend to relax. However, we had now accepted that recording isn't happening until Sunday night earliest and our focus right now is getting the script to a place where we both feel good about it. So we dig in. It now becomes question, clarify, edit, reshape, sharpen, sharpen, sharpen. We walk away a few times, we come back, we see how it feels, we sharpen some more. And then at some point, there is a moment, and it is one of my favorite moments. It's like the clouds part, a thousand pounds falls off my shoulders, my feet feel lighter, a smile cracks on my face, a moment when I realize we got it. I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> it's that feeling. It's coming together. Oh, I like this feeling. This doesn't mean the script is completely finished. It's just that I feel like we have it. We understand it. We know what it is, and the bulk of the work is done. Sometimes that moment comes on Friday, Saturday, as it did here, Sunday, and in a couple of cases, not until Monday. But when it happens, I feel like the rest of the ride is downhill. As it would turn out with this episode, mm, that wasn't quite the case. And as Monday morning rolled around, we were still tweaking the script, and nothing had been recorded. And this brings us back to where we started this episode. Okay, dude. So I'm biting my tongue. Well, not actually biting my tongue to not be super frustrated right now because mm. I really wish this interview was done before. I get that. You know, obviously I had the delays I had and I kept you in the loop. Um, but fuck, man. Ugh. That damn madman marathon, buddy. It may shock people to find out that Monday is when most of the show is actually recorded and edited. This is only partially by design. It happened first due to a struggle with a particular episode, and then our weekends got busier, and soon Nick became very comfortable editing the whole show between Monday morning and Monday evening. Now, while we could debate the effectiveness of this, particularly with regards to the value of having time to walk away and come back with fresh eyes, the lesson to learn from this particular Monday is in the value of communication and the importance of perspective. Hey man, uh, almost 9 a.m. East Coast, almost 8 a.m. for you. Uh, just shot you a text, seeing if you're up. This particular Monday was a bit different than most. For starters, normally our interviews are about 30 minutes and edited down to approximately 10 minutes. The Values interview with Shaleen was not only two hours long, but it also had three people and it required a slightly different cleanup process. Additionally, I was traveling from Toronto to Chicago that day to do a two-day training with a client on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I had to wake up, finalize some script changes, record Act 1, and upload it for Nick all before leaving for the airport. There were some problems, though. Hey, man. Um, so Act 1 is recorded. Uh, more challenges that we have when we're working on the fly, like we're kind of mobile working as we are. And someone turned a fan on in the next apartment, and I had to redo the whole beginning again. And then a fan came on near the end, and I just kept going. I actually haven't even listened to that part yet. I might have to re-record it. I hope it's okay. Uh, craziness, man. 10.54 a.m. East Coast time. Act 1 is uploading to the drive. 
Well, this is awesome. It turns out the values chapter of Tony Robbins' book is not included in the audiobook. I have confirmed this. I have looked into it. So I am looking now to see if I can find some Tony Robbins stuff that is similar. Um, if not, we're going to have to make a decision. Yeah, so Tony Robbins, yeah, that kind of sucks. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we can... If we have to just have you read it, we'll just have you read it. I mean, that's not the end. Of, it's, it's not the end of the world. Maybe we could set up, like, this is the Tony Robbins voice or the Tony Robbins music or the... Like, maybe there's a way we could just kind of, like, pat tip the fact that, oh, we're quoting Tony Robbins again. Maybe that's the solution. And here's where things get dicey for your lovable Where There's Smoke duo. Nick and I were living in two very different worlds on Monday. Nick had planned on spending his whole day editing, and after looking at the script, he felt very confident that we would have the show done without any issues. Heck, he even went back to sleep that morning. So you're probably thinking to yourself, Nick, what have you been up to this whole time? You were awake, you sent me a boxer. Well, got up, brushed my teeth, put clothes on, uh, and then I fell back asleep for a little bit, because uh, that's, that's what happens. I haven't been sleeping well, so, uh, you know, just a lot of things, but... Um, and it's fine. I mean, you've been Meanwhile, I was packing for a trip, traveling to another city, needing to prep for my next day's work, and we had very different ideas of what was happening to the show. I knew we'd get it done. We always do. But I wasn't happy that we were in the situation we were in. We had a show to put out in nine hours. We still didn't have a final interview edit, and Nick hadn't even started editing Act One. I was frustrated, and I let Nick know about my displeasure. Uh, so all that being said, we are where we are, but I feel like I, 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 will, I don't know. Do I, I guess I want to hear the Shailene thing and then we can make a decision. But I pulled the D Martini thing out of Act One because you told me we'd do this Act Three. So if I, if I, we weren't going to do the Act Three, I would have left D Martini in Act One and at least given it to people as a resource to go to because otherwise they're just fucking out there in the wind going, I don't know what my values are and that's bullshit to me. Can you tell I'm a little passionate about this? Dude, just write the Demartini thing in then. Like, if, if it's... No one is stopping you from having whatever you want in this show. So, you know that you're going to do the Demartini thing at the end regardless. And you know the transition is going to be... We talked about values. Now the question is, how do you identify them? X, Y, Z. Boom. It's fine. It's fine, Brett. <laughs> it's fine. I don't... Like, you seem to think that you don't have control over this. Like, just write the third act you want. And you're going to be traveling to other stuff, and I will edit what I have to edit. It's fine. It's fine. What happened next was a flurry of voxers back and forth between the two of us. The anger, at least on the surface, diffused very quickly. I think I just needed to release it. But the tension and anxiety remained, and the clock was ticking. What's interesting here is that while we were clearly communicating, we didn't share an understanding of what was actually happening. Between re-records and traveling, I was more than a bit on edge. Nick, on the other hand, felt like the show was in good shape and had already decided it would be a fairly straightforward edit. As Steven Sonnenberg says in his 2004 paper, Creativity and Communication, thoughts uttered are crucial for the structural maintenance and the content of the collaboration. Unfortunately, neither of us clearly articulated our perspective on the whole situation. And so, in the end, we had unnecessary conflict, which, if I'm being 100% honest, we hadn't really experienced in any other episode. Go figure. It happens while we're documenting everything. Looking back on this situation, I recognize that perhaps the worst bit about it was my timing. 
My feelings were valid, which is not to say that I was right or wrong, but no amount of anger or frustration was going to change the fact that it was already Monday afternoon and the show wasn't done. The only thing we needed to focus on was finishing the show. Complaining about how something wasn't done simply wasn't productive. Of course, that's easy to see in hindsight. Your mind is like this water, my friend. When it is agitated, it becomes difficult to see. But if you allow it to settle, the answer becomes clear. As Monday night wore on, Nick was a bit too happy to point out that in his mind, we weren't actually behind schedule. All right, so now we're it's 8.02 my time, so we're six hours from publishing. And we're down to Act 3. It's written. Brett's got to record it. And he's thinking of titles right now. Um, and I think we're going to be good to go. He's got to write credits. But we're, we're fine. We're fine. And in fact, I think we could be done in an hour, which would be a great time, to be honest. So, cool. We were in the home stretch, but as you're putting together the finishing touches on anything, the smallest adjustments end up taking a lot of the time. All week, I had been mispronouncing Shalene Johnson's name. Even in the interview itself, it's Shalene, and I kept wanting to say Shalene. Of his own accord, Nick takes partial responsibility for this, as he had noticed me mispronouncing it as Shalene for months, but only chose to correct me the day of the interview. So contrary to my best intentions, my neural pathways proved tough to shift, and I kept slipping up. When I sent the Act 3 audio to Nick at around 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time, here's what he heard. Using Kevin Dom's criteria from Act 1, Shailene and I are going to team up here. And once you have that list, it's time to put it to the test. And for that, I pass the baton back to Shailene Johnson. Which led to the following exchange. Brett, I don't, I don't want to have to do this. Like, believe me, I don't want to have to say this to you. But it's Shailene. And I, when you did it the first time, I was like, okay, you did it once here in this Act 3, but... But then at the end, you went, Shailene. And I was going, uh, no, like, it's, we, we got to fix it. That sucks, I know. But we, we have to, because she'll be sad. Sorry, dude. Oh, of course, we totally have to fix it. And so with just hours to spare, we were coming to the end of our creative process for this episode. And with any creative process, there comes a point where you just have to say, Enough is enough. You just have to stop and accept acceptable. Acceptable work, bad cop. Thank you, sir. And that was true for last week's Values episode, and it's just as true for this week's show. As we discussed in our Beginnings episode, and as Leonardo da Vinci said, art is never finished, only abandoned. And sometimes we simply run out of time and have to be done. When that happens, you have to accept what you have, Hope it communicates what you set out to say, and then prepare yourself for the next one. You have to know that you're done, even if you don't feel like you are. And so Monday at 11.54 p.m. Eastern Time, finished or not, the Values episode was done. Uploaded to the server and ready to be shared with all of you. Do Nick and I have this whole process thing figured out? I think this episode has shown that the answer is a resounding no. But this is all a work in progress, and we'll keep refining as we go. Yet despite how stressful this show can be, we continue to produce weekly episodes because we love doing it. 
Where There's Smoke comes from the heart. Each episode, a message in a bottle from us to you that says, you are not alone. And they also reassure us that we are not alone. It's pretty amazing how much of this process of crafting a show about self-development becomes our own journey of self-development. How episodes both mirror us and teach us, and how the ahas are not just about the episodes, they are about our lives. Through each episode, we learn a little more about our abilities, our values. We learn about ourselves. Defining a process is a process in itself. The important thing to remember is that you're never finished. There's always something else that can be improved on, tweaked, changed. In the end, for Nick and I, we have to accept that this show will always fall short of perfection. And not only is that okay, it's a gift. A gift that provides us with the chance to do better next time. And that next time is another opportunity to connect with all of you. And we can't think of a better use of our time than that. With that, we are coming to the end of today's show, but we have a few people we'd like to tip our hats to. Big thanks to Justin Varangia, the host of the Weird Entrepreneurs podcast, for having me on his show. That episode is live now, and I encourage you to check it out. Justin created a great space. There's tons of value in the conversation. And in the first three minutes, you will hear me admit something I have never said in public, and I'm still kind of wondering why I did. Thank you to everyone who took the time this week to review the show on iTunes. Your words fuel us up week to week. Let me share a few here. Magic Sword said, Each episode inspires me and fuels my creativity. Carrick G wrote, This podcast is one of the best. You are simply missing out if you're not listening. Listening to your podcast inspires me to up my game in all aspects of my life. I'm Crane James shared, great work guys. You really hit it out of the park week after week after week. And PM Mark exclaimed, hands down, best self-development podcast out. One more week in our iTunes review drive. Please leave us a review, let us know, and you'll be entered in the random draw. Also, find us on social media. On Twitter, I am at Brett Gaida, and Nick is at Podcast Monster, and you can find Where There's Smoke on Facebook. To anyone who shared their passion for the show this week with others on social media, by email, text, or word of mouth, we are beyond grateful. Thank you. You can stay in the loop with us by joining our mailing list. On your phone, you can just text the word SMOKE to 66866, or you can go to our website at www.wherethersmoke.co and sign up there. While at our website, you can also link to the show notes, which include a list of all the clips used in this show. Where There's Smoke is created, prepared, illuminated, drafted, built, incubated, uncovered, questioned, revised, recorded, and edited by me, Brett Gaida, and Nick Jaworski. If you're interested in getting help making your podcast sound awesome, check out Nick at podcastmonster.com. And if you're interested in working with me as a speaker coach or collaborator, send me an email through connect at wherethersmoke.co. Our theme song was written and performed by Des McKinney with additional music by Kevin McLeod. Our MVP of the week is the incomparable Mr. Bugs Bunny for making a double appearance in this week's episode. And lastly, I send out this final clip to my partner in podcast, Mr. Nick Jaworski, the best foxhole buddy a creative could ask for. You know what it is that we've lived this long the way we have? 70 days that we climb this mountain. You know what it is? It's impossible. It's impossible, and we did it. 
Thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. No.